In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, is, and always shall be. Christ is indeed in our midst. Just as he was that day when there was a funeral procession going by, as we just heard from this very short gospel reading the story of the widow of Nain or Nain. Even though it's very short, in just a few verses, it, it is indeed one of the most powerful gospel passages that we hear. Because it is one of three gospel readings where we see and witness and hear about Jesus raising from the dead an individual, a person. The other, three, the other two are the daughter of Jairus the, and Lazarus, of course. So these three instances where our Lord raised someone from the dead. And we hear in all three, actually we see in all three, both the divinity and the humanity of Jesus, which as we know from reading and hearing scripture and walking through and journeying through our liturgical cycle in the prayers and in the hymns and in the scripture readings that are presented to us, this is what our Lord has done. He revealed himself to the people that he came in contact with slowly but surely more and more and more. And we know this so beautifully and so powerfully when he was in his own journey toward the cross. But before that, he revealed himself. And in this instance, he did so again. And so we hear that this mother, whose young son was dead, there was a funeral procession, so we know that he had been dead for at least a few days, maybe even longer. And where Jairus's daughter had just died, and Lazarus had been dead four days in the tomb that we heard, our Lord meets us, meets his creation where they are, wherever they are at whatever point they are in. And so we hear that our Lord said to this woman, do not weep. Do not weep. This is the first point that I want to make. Our Lord knew, of course, and we know the end of the story, that he raised this young man from the dead. And the people were amazed and gave glory to God and went on their way. Why would he say, do not weep to this woman. Why would he tell her when he knew that he would raise her from the, raise him from the dead and restore him back to his mother more than certainly just her son but someone who would take care of her. She was a widow, so someone who would be there for her who would otherwise be dependent on the good goodness of others. He knew this, and yet he still said this, do not weep. And he even says that our Lord had compassion 
upon her and upon this situation. Now the word in Greek for compassion that's used, esplachnisti, is much greater and much deeper and much more powerful than just having a feeling or an emotion of compassion, which is a wonderful thing to have and that which we should all have. It literally means from the depths of his being, of his human humanity, from his personhood. It's everything about us from the depths of who we are. He expressed in his feeling, in his compassion for this woman. And he says, do not weep, even knowing that he would raise him from the dead and that he would be restored to her because he sees and he witnesses and he shows to us that it is not death and decay and pain and suffering that we were created to be. We were created to be, we were created in his image and likeness to be with him and to be with our Heavenly Father, the Creator, eternally in paradise where there is no, as we say, and we will hear just shortly when we chant in the memorial services, no pain, no sorrow, no suffering. This is what our Lord, deep in his soul and deep in his humanity, expressed when he had compassion upon this woman. And this is the same compassion and mercy and love that he has for each and every one of us. Though we may die, as he said to Mary and Martha, when they were grieving as well for their brother Lazarus, those who believe in me will live and will live eternally. This is why he said, do not weep. Do not weep even though your son is dead. Do not weep even though you are suffering, you are in pain. You will die. Do not weep, because I came to grant, to bestow life. I came to restore you to your original beauty and your original likeness. This is why these gospel passages are there for us, to not just remind us of that, to encourage us, to give us that very same hope that St. Paul speaks about when he's speaking to the church in Thessalonica when he says though you grieve do not grieve like others do who have no hope the hope in the resurrection the hope in the restoration to your original beauty and likeness this is for us to hold on to this is for us to with faith believe in and to strengthen us as we too face our own individual challenges, our own individual sufferings, even to our own death. This is the hope that we have. The point of this gospel is not to teach us or to reveal to us that Christ will always and instantly appear to take every cause or sorrow away from us in our lives. But rather it is to remind us and encourage us, as I said, very dramatically and very powerfully, that the power of the resurrection of Christ is still present to each and every one of us today.
just as it was to that woman, the widow, whose son was restored to her. Even in our grief, even in our sorrow, and even in our suffering, we are to wait on the Lord patiently. We are to wait on Him patiently. Remember that group that was with the dead man. They stood still. They waited. Be still and know that I am God, the psalmist reminds us. Our Lord shows us by His own action, by His own interaction with His creation, that we too are to follow His example and have compassion and have love and have mercy for His creation for our fellow brothers and sisters. We seek that and we desire that and we pray for that. Are we showing that? Are we exhibiting that? Are we expressing that to those around us? Are we being good stewards as we understand one of the meanings of that word of that very same love and mercy and compassion that our Lord grants and bestows and expresses and gives to each and every one of us? Are we good stewards of this gift that he has given us? This is something that we should remember and be reminded of when we hear not only these scripture passages, but when we continue on in our own journey toward the kingdom. When we receive the grace of the Holy Spirit through the mysteries of the church and most deeply and especially in the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who ultimately, completely, finally, and with divine love gave himself up for the life of the world so that we could, just as he showed this woman and just as he shows to each and every one of us, we too could have the hope to be restored to our original beauty in his image and in his likeness. Amen.